Alabama coach. What, what, what? It'd be Dan Marino, Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor in that exact order. You want an opportunity to play, and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play. I put a Lindo Mari up there before I like Ricky Williams. Just before Dolphins training camp this past July, he turned his back on all of it and ruined the Dolphins' entire season. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dolphin fans of all ages, the Better Fins Fan Podcast is back with your Miami Dolphins post-game reaction. I am your host, the Bearded Fanatic. That is my co-host, Daniel G, the battered CEO himself. Danny, how the hell are we doing today? Uh, it's, it's fun watching the Dolphins this year, man. It's it's the greatest show on, on – it used to be the greatest show on turf. Now it's the greatest show on earth because right? yeah. it's, it's grass. It's grass. Yeah. So uh, it, it's fun, man. The, the speed on this team is just ridiculous. It is, man. I know that uh, there are going to be multiple moments that we could talk about. When this speed was when the speed was clear as day during this game, obviously I was texting you while the game was going on, but nonetheless, we expected to win this game. Obviously, yep. nothing nothing in the NFL is a gimme. Any given Sunday is a term that's been used throughout the history of the NFL, right? But I, I was ninety eight point nine percent confident that we'd walk away with a dub in this game. Um, I was pretty confident we win by more than two touchdowns. I know the spread was at eleven point five. And right before the game, it jumped up to 12. They had a litany of injuries on the offensive on the offensive line, which I thought we were going to be able to take advantage of. We did take somewhat advantage of, but I know we're going to nitpick a little bit because we are battered at the end of the day. But sure. I but let, let's start off hot. What was your biggest takeaway from this from this victory today? The running game, dude. Like it, it's just uh it, it still amazes me at how good the running game is looking with this team. It, even though the pass protection maybe isn't where you want, uh, and, and even though it's it's holding up great also, but man, that that run block is just out of this world. I'm, I'm, and this kid, and I keep mispronouncing his name, Achan, 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 Achan. Damn, the kid got some wheels. As soon as he sees open, it, it's just it, it's the running game for me. It, it, it is, and then I guess overall defensively i thought to myself if they can't get to the quarterback against this the giants offensive line when their starters are in are bad so when their backups are in you have to eat the seahawks sacked them 11 times on monday i thought the dolphins need to eat today to prove that they can get to the quarterback and and they did just that so i think those are the two biggest standouts to me no dalvin cook no jonathan taylor no saquon barkley and a litany of other running Not backs that, that the Dolphins were so, supposed to be trading for. You know, we even had sources. We had sources on Twitter claiming that Jonathan Taylor was mere seconds away from being traded to the Miami Dolphins. And all the while, ladies and gentlemen, this guy next to me here, he's a Jet fan. He said, I wouldn't trade for any running backs at all. You guys have what you need in that room right now with Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. And that's what I was thinking about Achon. Right. That was without even bringing him up. Like, granted, we took him in the third round. We'll get to that we second round. We knew he round. was fast. Like, mm-hmm. we knew he was fast. We knew he was fast. Maybe Danny was a little excited in that draft room when he was drafted. But, wow. We had 222 total rushing yards today for him himself. 151. 151 with an average of 13.7, Danny. 11 carries. <laughs> you, Here's my question to you about this. You saw a certain somebody almost win Offensive Rookie of the Year award last year. Obviously, your wide receiver ended up getting it. But you, for most of the – before that injury happened, you were like, this guy might be it. When you look at Devon Achan, 
Is this something you're like, all right, this guy might be the one to get it? If it wasn't for CJ Stroud, I think that he would probably be the front runner. But CJ Stroud's having one hell of a year. Uh, statistically, right? He's playing pretty well for the Texans. Right. So um, I think last year, luckily for uh, uh, Garrett Wilson, he didn't have any quarterback uh, to, to go up against because there weren't any standout quarterback uh, rookies. Uh, usually it goes to the quarterback. But, yes, I think position players, I think far and away, the, so far the best rookie, which is which is crazy to think because he, he wasn't on my radar. I thought he would get in for spe- specific plays, right, because of his speed. I thought with Jeff Wilson and Raheem Wolfstart, they'll get him in. He'll get his time to shine. And in the future, next year, two years from now, it's when he'll really get like, nah, not, not at all. You're not holding this kid back. I'm sure the Jeff Wilson injury helped a lot also with that, though. 100%. Um, and then you also have the the injury to Salvin Ahmed, who also was inactive for this week's game. So he's been active for back-to-back weeks, giving Devon that time to shine and be like, I should probably be the premier back in this backfield. And yeah. I think sooner than later, he might just be that premier backfield um, running back. But you know what? It goes to show you more that next season, you don't potentially have to bring back a Raheem Mostert. Maybe he'll still come back, right? Like there's there's no penalty. He's on a very friendly contract. But if he keeps showing out, and I mean Raheem, if he keeps showing out the way he is, another team may want to pick him up and make him their starting running back. But let's move to Tyreek Hill, sir. We 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 meant to do the countdown to two thousand here, so we could keep a, so we could keep tabs on it. But he dropped another one hundred and eighty one today. Um, I think the one that he caught with the the lineman in front of him that I texted you right away. I'm like, oh, here it comes. It looked like he kind of slowed down at the end, or he got slowed down at the end, or maybe he was losing speed towards the end of that. But I thought he was going to clearly pass another two hundred yards today. And he looks frustrated when he got caught. For, I, I, it must be frustrating to him because he really believes, and he might be, right? The fastest he guy in the be. NFL. Yeah. So to get caught from behind, I'm sure that's really frustrating for him because as soon as he got, you could tell he was frustrated that he got knocked down because he had the head start. Uh, somehow they caught up to him. But yeah, with that, he would have gone over 200. And look, the, the way Mike McDaniel uses him, constant in motion, there was one that he was lined up at the end of the line, almost mm-hmm. like a tight end. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of just moves off to the side, catches the screen. I think, was it that same play? I'm pretty, right? I'm pretty sure and it was then, that one. Yeah, and then... Like Mike McDaniel is just getting silly with it this year. There, you texted me and I laughed because we were laughing because Cedric Wilson finally got a catch, right? That's right. You know, That's right. You know, you know, professional football player, so it, it's hard to knock football players. But you know, we've been making fun of the, the signing because we he hasn't been what we thought he would be. And on that play, it was he was coming in motion, mm-hmm. and then it was a play action, and then he runs a wheel route. And there's so much movement going around. The defense completely got confused because next thing you know, Cedric was completely by himself down the right side of the sideline. And it's like Mike McDaniel's just getting silly with it. And it's really, it's really nice to see his, his mind at, at play. And I think that the whole r- incorporating the running game and how much success they're having with the running game, right? Because you can incorporate it, but if it's not successful, it's not going to be the same. But because you're having so much success with it, it's just been ridiculous, man. So much props to Mike McDaniel with, with the offensive play calls. Devon Achon, 11 carries, 151. Raheem Mostert, 10 carries, 65 yards, average 6.5, and also got a TD. So both the running backs got involved into this game. And then you have Tyreek Hill, like I said, 181. Cedric Wilson, four catches, 52 yards. Again, he showed up today. Uh, Jalen Waddle was my tweet before the game started. I said 12 catches, about 210 yards to start the season off. Obviously, he missed week three. I said this will be the week we get, we get to experience the Waddle for the first time this season. 
incorporated right away. It was like three catches to begin to begin the game. They did but he, try but to slow down there after that. Right, right. I was about to say that they did try throwing to him a little bit more. Obviously, that one terrible read where people are saying that Tua hit, hit his hit his arm on Connor. I didn't I didn't see a hit. I think it was just a terrible read, terrible loft. I don't know what the hell he was laughing about. Something must have happened. But I'll obviously let you touch in on, on those two bad interceptions that he threw. But I thought overall, offensively, it felt like everyone was involved outside of somebody that I expected to be involved. Obviously, he did a great job blocking. Durham Smythe was not involved in this game at all as far as uh, catching the ball. But we were scoring and moving the ball so easily. I think that's the main reason why you didn't need a Durham Smythe involved in this game. I agree. And when you start moving the ball that easily, I think the confidence goes to another level and almost to a level that's dangerous because going now to that first interception by Tua, I think you feel like everything is going so well that nothing can go wrong. Mm -hmm. Because when you look at that replay, the window to get the ball to Waddle was extremely small. It was between like three defenders. Mm -hmm. Now, off the top of my head, I can only think of maybe Brett Favre. And maybe Jamarcus Russell, if he ever had some accuracy, can get the ball in that tiny hole with enough time to uh, defend, to prevent any defenders from either batting it down or intercepting it. But right. he tried it anyway. And I feel like it's the confidence level. It's so high. It's like, F it. Let's do it because it'll work out. So I, I thought it was a bad read. I thought that um, it was really risky. Obviously, went back for six. So I thought that that was, if the, the Giants were at all a decent team, that could have been a, a, a momentum changer, maybe a game changer. But the the chances are just so bad that, like, like you said, I think they were laughing afterward. Like it, it just. And the second pick, it was the second pick also okay. where he tried. Additionally, trying to get it, get it to Jalen Waddle, where he just very bad overloft to the linebacker. He, you could see him right after he, he was just smiling, laughing about it. But I, I, I think that goes to what you just said. They know they're going to get the ball back, and they know they're going to march the ball right down the field. But here's my my one knock to it and 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 again I'm just nitpicking guys I'm not saying anything bad yeah, about you're kicking it kicking ass every week like you ha- there's not much you to have to, for sure right the only thing I'm nitpicking at is the defense on the opposite side no matter how terrible the giants are the defense on the other side is also ranked in the bottom half of the league they're like 20th I believe so it's like even when you the defense hasn't shown you enough to for you to be laughing about something like that I get it once you get the ball back you're going to march right down the field but you don't want to do anything possible to give them the ability to get back into that game. And that's just my point to it. I don't care how bad their offense is. Our defense hasn't showed out this year and hasn't put up a great effort to say, you know what? We can shut down anybody. We just got rocked by 48 to 20 last week to the Buffalo Bills. And granted, they went to London and lost today. Shout out to Evan Posner of the Finstock Sports Network. He called it two days ago said that Buffalo will go into London and lose that game. A lot of people were giving him flack for it, but he called it. He said they were going to go in and lost it, and lost it did. Danny, we get sole possession of first place. But let's go ahead and flip that. Now let's go ahead and look at this defense. <laughs> There's a certain gentleman that you like talking about that you think is a little overpaid on this, and I am in total agreement with you because when you compare what a certain somebody is getting paid compared to somebody that's playing on the opposite side, mind you, as a backup, you, you're like, something's going on here. And uh, I, I will leave it to you to go ahead and, uh, and well, share those numbers with us. My my thing was always Bradley Chubb. I thought that it was a mistake to spend the first-round pick to, to get Bradley Chubb. Uh, because and then on top of that, give him the bag. It was like not well, just a first-rounder, and then you give him the bag right away. Right. And, and then the thing is, 
I, I, lot, I know a lot of people say it's because he has injury history. Yeah. But th- I feel like that's another reason not to, to spend the first-round pick on him. But it was done, and then you hope for the best, right? Because Bradley Chubb is a big name, and putting him with, with Phillips on the other side, you figure that's quite the, the tandem. But honestly, I think Van Ginkle is performing much better than Bradley Chubb, and he gets paid a lot less. Bradley Chubb, this year against the cap, because of the, the, the new deal, 7 mil against the cap. Next year, 26 mil against the cap. Mm. He's getting paid, I want to say, 20 mil this year. Andrew Van Ginkle, on the other hand, 2.6 million. And he's producing a lot more than Bradley Chubb. Now, I know a lot of people say, well, Bradley Chubb's almost getting there. Like, what he's producing doesn't show up on the stat sheet. But the thing is, when you get paid that much money, you got to show up on the stat sheet. Right, unless like, you're when a you, when you tackle. That guy, right. When you are that guy, the only time that you can get away with not showing up on the stat sheet is when you are a shutdown cornerback because that means that they're too scared to throw to you or when you're a defensive tackle, right? Because you you close in the pocket, right? You may not get to the quarterback, but you cause havoc. Outside of that, when you're an edge, when your job is to get to the quarterback, like it's not almost like you got to have pass deflections, tackles for loss. Like I I, I don't think that he is performing Preaching. to what, what most people would want it or should be expecting him to perform. So that's I, my I, only I, thing I, with Bradley Chubb. No, no, no. Listen, you're preaching to the choir because I'll tell you this. People that were involved in a sack today, you ready? Mm. Eli Apple, Zach Sealer with two, Jerome Baker with one and a half, Andrew Van Ginkle should have had two, but one was taken away due to an illegal contact downfield by Xavier Howard, Emmanuel Ogba with one and a half, Christian Wilkins with 0.5. But when you look at the tape and you go back in it, Christian Wilkins was demolishing was every guard, every guard and center that was playing for the New York Giants. But notice whose name I didn't say that was in on even half a sack, Mr. Bradley Chubb. I'm sorry. I'm with you, man. Mr. Astronaut needs to get to the quarterback because as an end player, your one responsibility is get to the quarterback. And you're getting paid a whole lot of moolah to get to the quarterback, and you're just not doing it. And, I mean, there was there was only one play where I really noticed that he was getting, like, up the field and almost in the quarterback, and I thought he was being held, and they didn't call it. But outside of that one play, I, I was like – and, and I, again, I hate criticizing players because – Obviously, you and I are, are no athletes, but like, man, I really thought that he would would just have more of an impact than he has, and and it really sucks because it cost you a first round pick, and again, it's the biggest cap hit on the team next year. So, um, oh, up until now, at least. So say, we'll, we'll you, see. You know who is an athlete? Evan Neal of the New York Giants. He plays right tackle, and uh, he decided to just. Kill every fan in the world t- calling us a bunch of burger flippers that shouldn't have any opinions on the game. But, Evan, maybe you should go and flip some burgers. I'm just saying because you were getting beat by everyone out there today. Sir, the Giants are bad, and you're a key component to the offensive line why it's doing so terrible this offseason. He was a first-round pick last year. Right, and I digress. I digress. You know, I'm not going to spend too much time on that. The Dolphins' def- defensive line that basically hasn't done much this offseason showed up to play, and you're one of the main reasons why they showed up to play because you weren't doing jack shit for the New York Giants today. And one thing about Christian Wilkins, up until now, I thought he's had an okay season, right? Like, I, I was starting to think, like, oh, man, I hope that he didn't bet on himself and maybe lose some money, right? Because he was just having an okay season. But today, like, I understand that that the starting center and the starting left guard were, were injured. But man, he he looked like a monster today. It was really cool. Like, and this is the type of game that like he starts to feel good and gets him rolling. 
So next week against the Panthers to see what he does. But he was looking good today. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up, sir. Listen, my biggest takeaway to this game is you want to make sure you beat the people that you're supposed to beat on your schedule. And then the people that might be a close game, you keep it close. Last week, we did not keep it close. There was nothing close about that. But I'm glad that they came into this game with the knowledge that and the swagger that they're like, all right, we should win this game. Maybe that, again, maybe some of the confidence on offense is showing with those two picks. You're like, you know what? Maybe if this was a different game, I wouldn't have taken those chances. But because it was the New York Giants, two decided to take some chances this game. Nonetheless, no harm, no foul. We won the game. We're moving on to first place. We are 4-1 and one in the season, Danny. And again, going back to our preseason uh, predictions, this is kind of where I thought we'd be at this point in the season. I know we're going to preview uh, the Panthers game later this week. Any any takeaway or any final thoughts before we move out of here? Yeah, I, I did want one last thing before we close this out. Um, we are now five games into the season. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this team overall? And I mean that because obviously they're four and one. Uh, the I think the two best teams that they've played against were the Bills and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. The Chargers was the closest game that they played, but it was a road game and they won. So no matter how close it was, they won on the road. And the Bills, where the Bills basically, you know, handed it. Um, and then you beat the Patriots, which have looked really bad. The Broncos, who have looked really bad. And now the Giants, who have looked really bad. Mm-hmm. So five games into the season, with a bad Panthers team coming up, how do you feel about this team? I feel like we're, 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 on, we're, we're on the cusp of greatness. But... I can't say that we are yet, and I can't say it with any confidence. Because of that Bills game, right? Right. And until we go into Philadelphia and prove that we could hang with the best of the best, I can't say that we're here. But what I am proud of is what I said just a few moments ago, is that we're beating the the teams that we're supposed to beat. And And even the the Chargers game, like you said, everyone was counting us out. You, You weren't really counting us out. You just said, if it was at home, I feel more confident picking you guys. Yeah. But because you're on the road, I figured you guys lose in a close game. We won in a close game. But if history tells you anything, in the past, we would lose those close games. Yeah. Right now, we're showing that we could hang outside of that Bills game. And I'm sorry. I know it's just one game. It's Bills Mafia. It was really loud. I get all the reasonings and excuses. I really do. But that's what holds but, me back, I think, much like you. Right. My 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 history with this team is too battered for me to just say, you know what? We're going to steamroll the Eagles, and then we're going to go into Germany and steamroll the the Chiefs. I'm not there yet, but what I am saying is I feel confident enough that these bad teams that we have in between these great teams, Danny, sir, we we might be on the precipice that when we get to uh, week 18 and we play the Buffalo Bills, it's going to be for the AFC's crown. Do you guys have a buy after the Chiefs game? I think yeah. that that's when I'll feel confident and given like a real like this team is going to make the Super Bowl. I this agree. This team's going to make this because at that point you've beat up on the bad teams like you usually should, right? Because great teams don't lose to bad teams, right? They they handle their business and at that point you played the Eagles and the Chiefs. I think that we'll have a better idea of where you guys are at, at that point. So, yeah, but until then just keep taking care of business. That that right? Yeah. That's what you got to do. Right. All right, brother. Well, go ahead and tune us out, ladies and gentlemen. You already know what time it is. This is the end of the Batterfin Fan post game reaction show. If you've been watching on YouTube, thank you so much for being here. Hit that like button. I promise you, you will not get charged if you hit that like button. And make sure that if you don't like what you see, man, let us know. Let us know. Listen, our, our last video, 
our last video, Danny, is up to 1,400 uh, views right now. I'm interacting with everybody in those comments, good or bad, because you know what? If you spend the time watching us, I'm going to spend the time talking back to you, whether it's good or bad. But what else you got for us, man, as we tune out? Nothing. Uh, if you were listening on audio and listening all the way to the end, thank you for listening all the way to the end. We appreciate it. Please give us five stars, a comment, review, all that other good stuff. And like Manny said, if you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. Please like and subscribe. And as always, until the next one, have a good one. Peace. Fins up, y'all.